You're listening to a Skewed Orbit original podcast. Hey friends, welcome back to Highly Unlikely. I'm your host, Alex Getlin, and this is the show where I get my friends high and teach them about a subject that is so bizarre. It seems highly unlikely, but it is 100% true. Now, my guest today is Avra Friedman. She's a hilarious comedian, a great actress. She does these great sketches on her Instagram, like what it would be like if Cauliflower had a talent agent or if uh, an air fryer gave an Oscar speech. They're really good. You should check them out. And she's just really funny. And this episode, we're going to learn about all the crazy things you never knew about Benjamin Franklin. Wow. Okay. I don't, I don't know much. I don't remember much, so this yeah. will be interesting. Before we do that, so I ask everybody at the top, we kind of talked about this outside. Yeah. You're you're not a regular weed consumer. You're not a big no. THC. No, 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 no. Absolutely not. I mean, like, I'm open to it. Like, so <laughs> Clearly, I we do... smoked before this yeah, and we're I drinking was just it like, now. Oh, cool. Yeah. But I also asked weird questions like, how do, where do I, how do, is it still going? Like, I don't, I don't know. So, um, yeah. so I'm learning as we go. I try to do a mix of guests. I've had some people that, uh, you know, Hadron Seavey? Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he smoked a full joint before okay. with me and then ate like four edibles and ripped his oh. vape the entire time. Oh, Like wow. he was in like Narnia. But he, yeah. but he's a vet, like a yeah, vet yeah. smoker. I mean, I know? don't own things. <laughs> you don't so. have any paraphernalia. No, if you were like, bring your own, I'd be like, bring what? Like, no. Yeah. No, I'm yeah. definitely like, I'm, I'm on the dad cannabis mm. kick now, which what that means is yeah, yeah. a couple times, maybe like several times a week or once a week, depending on how busy I am. After my son has gone to bed, he's one, you know, he's little, mm, yeah. he's, he's asleep. And my wife is like down to be like lead. Pa- you need a, one parent who's like in charge for an emergency. Oh, yeah. Wow. So, okay. so she's like, I'll be on duty. Yeah, yeah. You know, I'm like, great. Nuts, dad's, both of us. Yeah. Dad's going to take the night off. Check we we go back and, you know, we take turns. Mm-hmm. Okay. All right. So we're going to jump into Ben Franklin. Okay. All right. You've heard of him. I've, I definitely, yeah, I've heard of him. Mm-hmm. What do you know about him? Um. Oh, my God. This is where, like, uh There's, it's not a test. Yeah, no, like, no, sure. Well, I would fail it. So um, uh, <laughs> we studied him in elementary school yep um olden timey super olden timey person <laughs> that's one way to describe president him. president he was of, never not president he yet. was not the president okay, that's where i uh, okay all right you that's it's a good franklin delano roosevelt president <laughs> different person <laughs> yeah different um, different franklin he had some like little brady things he had some hair he had long hair he had some hair he's bald on he was top on of... a he was on a um penny quarter situation he was on a, a money currency Right? He, he is on money. He's currently on money. Do you know what bill he's on? No. He's on a hundred dollar bill. Oh, that's probably why I don't know because I because <laughs> you never have those. I have a few ones just, in my bag just if we need it. Yeah. Fun fact, not about Ben Franklin, but just I looked this up just because I was curious. Yeah. There's about eleven and a half billion dollars worth of hundred dollar bills in circulation right now. So. Oh wow. Okay. Just Interesting. About Ben. Yeah. yeah. So Ben Franklin. Um, he did a lot of great things for the country, and he also had a very weird private life, which we're going to get into. Oh, wow. A lot of things you did not learn in school. None oh, of us yes. That, okay. like, have been I've suppressed. Like, they're like, we don't want to talk about that. And it's like, hey, man, the internet 
is here. The yeah. truth is out. Okay, but yes. we'll do the. Love this, it. Okay. We'll just, just kind of remind you of his legacy, oh, please, what he's please, done, please. to kind of set the stage. Yeah, okay. I'm not good at those. Yeah. So many people consider Ben Franklin to be the most important founding father. You know, there were a lot of a group of men who founded the country, and he was kind of the most important one for a couple reasons. He was the only founding father who who signed the four key documents that sort of built our nation: Declaration of Independence. The Treaty of Alliance with France, that was when France lended support during the Revolutionary War and helped us take down England. He signed the Treaty of Paris, which was when we had peace with Great Britain after the Revolutionary War. And he signed the U.S. Constitution in 1787. Okay, so, you know, some stuff about how he helped build up the country. He also, he did a lot. He was like the original multi-hyphenate. He was a politician. He was a diplomat. He was a writer. He was an author. He was the postmaster general. He was in charge of all of the post, uh, like, mail delivery for the country. Oh. Um, yeah, fun, right? We'll wow. get into that in a second. He was a scientist and an inventor. Some of the things he invented, okay. bifocals. So it used to be, back in the day, if you didn't know, you either had glasses so you could see far away or glasses for reading. Yeah. And he figured out, why don't we just combine them? So up top was to look far away. Down below was to read up close. Came up with that. Came up with lightning rods. If you don't know, a lightning rod is like a metal big pole, basically, that you put on the outside of your house. It has a wire that runs down into the ground, so it'll strike that and send the electricity away from your home. Won't cause any damage. This is an interesting one. Flexible catheters, actually. Um, He had some family that had some kidney stone issues, and he came up with them, you know... Helped come up with that. Oh, my God. Even yeah. just doing one of these things. I, I know, like right? Incredible. He invented swimming fins. He was a big swimmer. And he had these, like, different paddles that you could put on your hands and feet to uh, improve your swimming. Wow. Something called the Franklin stove. It was just, like, a new stove that was less smoky. Mm-hmm. It would help the smoke not stink up your house. And he coined the phrase, nothing in the world is true except death and taxes. I don't know if you've heard that before. but No. Sometimes it's, it's nothing in the world is certain except death and taxes. Anyway, okay. Oh, okay. Um, <laughs> yeah. Maybe? Uh, do you pay taxes? Oh, yeah. Yeah. I hate <laughs> them, but I try and participate. Yeah. 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 Um, if the IRS is listening, we both. Oh, we, we're great. We're excellent. We're incredible on top of it. He established the first volunteer fire department mm. in the country. Pretty mm. important, yeah. I would say. He also invented this thing called the glass harmonica. So have you ever seen where like someone will wet their finger and rub it around a glass? Yeah, yeah, it, yeah. Okay. So he invented it. He was like, that's pretty cool. I wonder if you could make music with that. So he invented a device where there's like, I don't know how many, like 30 glasses of different sizes spinning, and you could like rub your finger on it and play full songs. In fact, Mozart and Beethoven both wrote music for it. Oh, wow. Yeah, but it was kind of like, it didn't really catch on. People were like, I'm going to go back to the piano or whatever else. He also has honorary degrees from both Harvard and Yale. And he was posthumously, is that the right way to pronounce it? After he passed away, later in life, Mm-mm. when he was already gone. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm, Google yeah. it, right? He was inducted into the both Swimming Hall of Fame and Chess Hall of Fame for his contributions to both. He was a big chess player and the Finns thing. So oh, wow. Okay. He did own slaves, unfortunately, but a lot of the guys back then did. But he did, at the end of his life, in his later years, speak out very strongly against slavery. Okay. He was okay. a big, yeah. in the towards, you know, the last years of his life. And he had a condition in his will that he required his daughter and son-in-law to free their slaves if they wanted to receive his inheritance to them. Wow. So, yes. So, yes, you yes, know, yes. Yeah, okay. you know. Um, John Adams was the only presidential founding father who had who never had slaves. Okay. He was the second one. Yeah, yeah. Two. Everybody else did, unfortunately. So that's kind of like his legacy. Yeah. So now to kind of explain what 
Franklin became, we have to go back to his early life. So he was one of 17 kids. Yeah. Think about that for a second. No. Some of them were half siblings, but still one of 17, right? Pretty incredible. Oh my God. Wait, what was the half situation though? Um, I like think people out of wedlock or did like, no, was I th- there like a remarriage. Situation? I think there was like a remarriage situation okay. or maybe somebody passed Done. away. Yeah. I'm not positive, yeah. but either way he was one of 17, pretty big family. And he did all that stuff in his life, but he only had two years of formal education. Mm-hmm. So you can imagine raising 17 kids, pretty expensive. And back then school wasn't like today where everybody goes to school. You school was for the elites, for the rich. Wow. Right? Yeah. 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 But he loved reading. So he was a avid reader. But his family was dirt poor. So what happens when you're really poor in that time is you often have to go into indentured servitude. What that would basically be, it's like an unpaid internship, basically. You do that for a while, and then you can learn a skill, and then you can start making some money. So um, when he was 20 – actually, when he was uh, 16, I believe, yeah, he was an indentured servant to his older brother James. His older brother James – um, was a printer and had a newspaper called the New England Current up in Boston. And Ben really wanted to contribute to the newspaper. But his brother was like, you're like 16. Well, I'm not going to – I'm older than you. You're an idiot. No. You just yeah. do the job, whatever. So Ben secretly started submitting letters um, pretending to be a widow named Silence Do Good. And he actually would um, write columns about women's rights – about marriage advice. Um, they were really popular. So popular, in fact, there were actually some men who were interested in meeting Silence Do Good. They were like, I just think it's so funny, right? That like Ben and Franklin's like secretly writing this like yes. love. Right? Wow. Okay. Yeah. yeah. Fascinating. He he really wanted to uh, be like a creative writer. In fact, this is just as a comic. This is so funny to me. He also apparently would write poems and ballads and would like recite them in public and try and, like, get people to want to buy a printed version of it, he was very unsuccessful. Oh, my God. <laughs> he would, like, do open mics, basically. Wait, that's so funny. Right. Yes. Like, you, like, in the town square. Yeah. Like, simultaneously, while he's, like, secretly this widow lady, like, submitting letters, and, like, uh, random men are like, yo, what's up with Silence Do Good? He's, like, Yes, wow. <laughs> he was, like, playing so many roles. Yeah. He was, a, he was a real intellectual. When he was 21, he helped form this thing called the the, jun- the Junto, the Junto, I don't know. Also, some of these names of things are very strange. Sure, yeah. It was also known as the Leather Apron Club. I don't, I don't know what that means. Um, it, sound, like, it sounds kind of naughty, but, yeah. right? But I don't also, know. Also, I'm like even trying to picture an apron made of leather. Like, is that a thing? Like, well, I think if you were like a blacksmith or something. Okay, yeah. you Like olden time things. I guess, yeah. yeah. If, you, if you were like a laborer, yeah, I guess that, right? Like, you didn't. I mean, it makes sense. Like, why that would serve you, it makes sense. But, like, well, right. I'm just trying to picture, like, the aprons in my life, which are, like, very few, <laughs> but they're, like, cooking things only. You've never owned a leather apron? Oh, dear Lord. I barely owned a normal apron. <laughs> yeah, I feel like an apron, when you, I've never worn, I'm not opposed to them, but yeah. I feel like you were, like, committing to cooking a full. Yeah. Extravaganza. Like, you need one. So, like, yeah, <laughs> yeah. fancy. Whereas, yeah. like, if you're cooking for yourself, like, do you need an apron? No. Like, right? No. Yeah, I get so messy, and I don't even care. I'm like, okay, let's go in the wash. Like, but not like an <laughs> Do you apron. cook? Are you a cooker? Um, Like, like sort of-ish, but, like, don't watch me because it's embarrassing type of thing. But, like, you could eat some of it, but, like, maybe or maybe not. Okay, like, what's, so, like, like, an avra? Di- if I came over, what oh, would you Oh, like cook? a fried rice. <laughs> okay. Like a stir-fry. Like, 
only that. I barely and, cook and add, also. And adding but... veggies to mac and cheese. Yeah, there you go. So, yeah, yeah I'm just the, to make it more healthy. I'm with the king of omelets. Like any, like oh, eggs and yeah, just scramble. Sure. You know? Yeah, that's a nice go-to. You know yeah. what my hack is too? And yeah. this might seem weird, but I, I live by, I think it's great. Last night's leftovers, throw in the pan, crack yeah. two eggs, yes. mix it up. Mexican, Chinese, whatever. Yeah, wow. Everything goes well reheated in the pan with eggs. Yeah, wow. It's genius. Yeah, yeah okay. so smart. So anyway, so the Junto Club, um, Leather Apron Club, it was just a group of intellectual men. They would kind of debate philosophy and politics and morals. And this was sort of the early days of talking about revolution, of getting independence from England and all that kind of stuff. So he was a printer. He had the silence do good thing. He was reading his ballads. He also put out a very popular almanac in 1733 called Poor Richard's Almanac. And at the time, it was the most printed book in the country other than the Bible. Oh, wow. So it was super popular. Okay, so now we're going to get into some sketchy things about Franklin. There, and this is debated. I don't know which, the internet is full of different sources. There's at least strong speculation that he basically stole the idea from a different family. Now, there's a family called the Leeds family who had an almanac that goes back to 1689. So that family had an almanac. Franklin starts putting out his almanac in 1733. Um, when he was finished working for his brother, he moved down to Philly and opened up uh, the Philadelphia Gazette. It was a newspaper. And he, was, he knew how to print. He was a very successful printer. He's very charming, great speaker. Not great at the poems, but great at speaking. Yeah. Um, wait, sorry, wait. This is Benjamin Franklin or the other person? Correct. This oh, is Benjamin, all okay. Franklin. Okay, okay. Yeah. And there's accounts of very slanderous things about this family in his newspaper that was probably designed to ruin their reputation so uh, people would buy his almanac and not theirs. So there's a lot of, like, stuff. Here's the thing that's, like, very complicated around people who – legacies are difficult, right? Because if somebody leaves a lot of money behind for, for, for philanthropic endeavors, mm -hmm. you don't want to slander them. No. And especially if they, like, helped establish the country. Like, if they were, like, one of the key orchestrators of the founding of America, you're like, well, maybe he did some shady things. But there's a lot of accounts that he might have stole. All those inventions I mentioned, he might have actually, like, either stolen some of those oh, ideas. of course. Or, or threw yeah. his name on it and, like, had the... He, Franklin, here's, the, here's what it really comes down to. He understood media. And you work in entertainment, Avra. You know, if you understand how to brand and promote mm. everything else. Now, now it's hitting home, right? Okay, yeah. so anyway, so the Philadelphia Gazette, and by the way, Philly at the time was the biggest city in the country, like way bigger than New York or anything. Yeah. Huge newspaper, and he was just like, hey, this Leeds family, they may or may not be Satanists. That was like a thing that was printed. People were like, well, fuck that almanac. Let's get the other one. And they didn't have the resources to go after him. And so the other thing that is kind of, there's two ways to look at it. A little sus, but kind of like who knows. Mm. He never took out any patents on any of his inventions, which people claim, oh, that's because he was just so philanthropic. He didn't need to profit. He just wanted to give back, which could be true, which totally could be true. It also could be that he didn't want to try and put himself in a situation where he could get sued. And so he's like, this give me the credit. I don't need mm -hmm. the patent. I just want the credit. I want to be like King Franklin with all the cool stuff. going. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. There's a lot of like sus info that like that may or may not almost for sure be the case. I was almost surprised that there were even patents at that time. Like, oh, yeah. Yeah, you could patent stuff. It's like I feel like back in those days you were just like, I feel like making an invention. Oh, sweetie. Okay. Great. And then you like make one and then you're like. Yeah, I mean, I didn't know that until I started learning all this stuff. Okay, yeah, okay. It's not like, like it I would. This isn't yeah. like no, 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 no. Yeah, I mean, yeah. You don't. 
these are not things we learn in school. Like, hey, oh, the patent oh, was invented at this time. Oh, God. Um, questionable. But he was when he was um, the postmaster general, was like in charge of the postal service, <clears throat> he also controlled how the newspapers went out. So he was able to not only like have the biggest paper, but like control his competition. Yeah. And print slanderous things with like no recourse. So, yeah. It's kind of, I don't know, not great. But anyway, by 42, he was like, hey, I've made enough money printing that my employees can run it on my own. And that's when he really pivots to dedicate his life to science and discovery, which I really love this because just working in entertainment, you're always paranoid about like, am I too old? Am I too old? At 42, Ben Franklin completely reinvented himself. Okay. So if anybody tells you you're too old, that's bullshit. Now, did he do some shady things? Probably. But either way, he didn't do. Yeah, he made it work or something. He did did good and bad things, I guess, aren't we all, on different scales? Sure, but either way, all of the, like, cool stuff that we know him for, his legacy, came from his 40s and beyond. Yeah, that's great. Yeah. So it's like he didn't didn't make, you know, he didn't get his big break. Yeah. Until he was way older. Yeah. And this was in the 1700s. Great. People died way – he actually lived a long time, but people died really young. Yeah. So I just want to remind everybody out there, even if you're not an entertainer, if you're just like, what am I doing? I'm like 27. It's like – Right. Dude, Franklin, 42. That's when he really started his legacy. Good. Because there's a lot of these articles that are like, at 23, blah, 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 was still working at a coffee shop. I'm like, 23 is like, what age do you Yeah, what do you expect, dude? Like, that's rude. Yeah. (laughs) Well, you know, I think about that a lot because in our – parents maybe like grandparents time parents too but even you know earlier generations different when you were of that age you were expected to own a house yeah and be married and yes. have kids okay that i understand fucking, yeah. right it was a different time but people still like entered into new things later in life mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. i don't think it's so stupid to have this paranoia like oh am i running out of time you're not dude you're definitely yeah. not yeah so then when he <laughs> the term that was used to became a gentleman of leisure and that was the term they used for when you're, like, retired and you just kind of, like, do what you want to do. Listen, he did do some stuff that actually was very helpful. He was really, really interested in um, revolutionary, um, revolutionizing farming. He was one of the first people to predict how big the U.S. was going to get. Because remember, at this time, the colonies were just, like, a handful of people, you know, comparatively to Europe, yeah. that came over here. There was no, like, plan or expectation that America was going to become what it is. Yeah. But Franklin saw how quickly the colonies were expanding, and he was like, dude, we need to update our farming methods to feed people, Mm. or we're going to, you know, like, right? Like, you know, he had a 300-acre farm in New Jersey, and he did a ton of stuff to help um, study that, and he was responsible for bringing kale to the U.S., so if you like kale, or if you hate it, either way. I swear also kale only arrived like five or ten years ago, so I'm like... That's what I thought too, right? I was (laughs) like, did they just like invent kale like in the early... At mid two thousand, yeah, it's like kale, kale and cauliflower made a huge comeback. Oh yeah, I mean cauliflower's always but been ca- around. I had cauliflower as a kid, right? But like kale, I no, no, I like just learned what that was like in the past five years. I'm I don't, sure. I definitely have no memory of eating kale before college. Zero. Yeah, yeah. Um, no, and before it was like kale. Like kale wasn't like it was never like. Is there kale? It's like it was like it was really cool or it didn't exist. Right. So right. I don't know. Yeah. I mean, listen, I will say this. Objectively, kale tastes gross. Like, you can okay, make it. Okay, I've had it taste good once you do shit to it. That's yeah. a, right. Yeah. Okay. Oh, right. on its own, literally bad. Yeah. Like, can't even digest that shit. Like, no. I can eat spinach by itself. Same. But or kale like by vegetable. itself is awful. It, like, doesn't even go down. Yeah. No. 
But it is, you know, a superfood. Right. right? And I think that was like a trendy. It must. I my. I don't know the history of like how kale became cool again. I don't Uh, either. But like whoever's doing their marketing, like help and like great and like (laughs) good job. Yeah. And now like it's like the thing, you know. Yes. Yeah. So Franklin moved to England in 1757, and he was really in the science community. He definitely like would have been a con. He was like a funny guy. He liked comic like a. Uh, comedy, excuse me. So here's an example, right? So the um, he was very into kind of calling out the pretentiousness of academics and certain academies, and the the general um, society of scientists was becoming very elitist, and mm-hmm. he was like to troll them. So one article he put out, it was called "A Letter to the Royal Academy about Farting," and he was he was pr- um, proposing to study to do a study to see how different. <laughs> how different foods affect the smell of your farts and if there was a way to come up with concoctions that would make your farts smell good. And he said it was, like, supposed to be a joke, but he was trying to, like, push it to the scientists to be like, hey, like... Wait, I'd actually love to know. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, why not? Yeah. I I actually do that. Like, yeah. I'm kind of surprised that, like, someone hasn't come up with that yet. Yeah, why are we not doing enough, like, farting research? Or, like, <laughs> yeah. no one's talking about it, No one's helping. It's not getting better. It's maybe getting worse for people. Like, yeah. I do know holding in your farts is really bad for you. Oh, yeah, I don't do that. Yeah, you yeah. just let it go. Yeah. Yeah, it's interesting. You I would've... find, like, a loud moment and then <laughs> sneak it in. I love to. Oh, yeah. It feels great, right? So. Oh, well, now God. that I have a little boy, he he doesn't know when he farts. Yeah. He just does. But yeah. it's so funny. He, so he, it's, like, loud when they're that age. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. Well, because there's no discretion, but he doesn't, he, what's interesting, he doesn't, um, he just farts. He doesn't even like react to it, but he does like hide when he poops. So like when he poops, he'll go in a corner or he, wow. In his like diaper, he'll still be like, yeah. And apparently a lot of kids do this. I was talking to my other like dad and mom friends and yeah, their kids do it too. We have this like a little like play tent in his bedroom that he can like has toys in and stuff. He'll crawl in there to poop. I can hear him. I'm like playing with him in the morning and he'll go in and then I can kind of tell because he gets really quiet and then it's just. Yes. And he comes back out. It's really funny. I will say there is nothing more incredible than watching your child discover the world. Yeah. Especially, in preface, I'm a responsible parent. I only do this when my wife is home and in charge. But if I'm like a little stoned and we're just like playing, playing with my son when I'm a little high, it's like, honestly, that is better than anything I've ever done. Wow, that's amazing. Because he'll like, he he can't read yet, but he'll like look at books and really stare intently and point at pictures. And I'm a little high and I'm doing the same thing. It's like, whoa, we're like bonding at another level. Oh my gosh, I love this. Yeah. Yeah, that's great. Anyway, so if anyone wants to study... What foods make your fart smell good? You can take up Ben's legacy. Go for it. Um, he did have some wacky ideas, but, um, you know, he was into it. So he was sort of a nudist. Um, he did these things called air baths. So it was um, – they knew back in that day that people tended to get more sick in the winter. Mm-hmm. Now, they weren't totally sure why. Common sense, looking at it now, says, well, because everybody's close together, you're inside all day, you're coughing, whereas opposed to in the summertime, you're outdoors, windows are open, etc. But Franklin thought that um, a way to cure this was to just give yourself what he called an air bath and, like, stand around naked for an hour. And he actually would, like, sit in his window in, like, his house in England with the window open and just be naked, like, 
out to the street. Mm -hmm. Just giving it. You know, he was definitely kind of a freak. And we'll okay. get into some more stuff later. I'll I don't think it was it, yeah. just for the air bath. I think it was like, no, no, it's good for you. And he yeah, was. Yeah, right. <laughs> he was like, hey, what's up, dude? Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. But he was convinced that it would help stop um, spreading germs. But what really made him a superstar was his experiments with electricity. And that's what made him like, he, at the time, he was the biggest celebrity from America. Mm. Now, remember, the only celebrities that existed really were like royalty, a few authors, and some, you know, someone like Isaac Newton, like a scientist. But Franklin was like the guy from America. Yeah. Especially after we beat the British. And then when he went over to France, we'll get him more to this later. It's hard to imagine now, but at the time, like the fact that like these like ragtag colonists beat the British Empire was like holy fuck yeah and then he's like the guy and then you know f Paris was very metro it still is but like very metropolitan yeah. it was like the city of the world at least of like Europe and you know the Americas right like that's yeah. where like everything happened yeah so they looked at America as like all oh, these cool like rugged tough fighter mm. like revolutionaries Franklin has that. Plus, he like made all these new discoveries about electricity. So he was like a fucking rock star. Yeah. Right? Yeah. And he was super horny. So you can imagine where this is going. We'll get into this in a little bit. But like, it was, it was a, he, Franklin for sure would have been canceled today. Like, oh, no yeah. question. Even the air bath thing already. But yeah, yeah right? Sure. Yeah. Like, you had me about, yeah. <laughs> uh, but let me go back into the electricity stuff for a minute. So do you remember in school, it's okay if you don't, but do you remember okay. in school the story of Franklin and the kite and the key? And Like, I know that that was a thing, but could not even give you any more detail than that. Yeah. Yeah. So the story um, that's told in school, there's like different versions, but basically people knew about electricity, even like the Greeks in 600 BCE knew about electricity, this like static electricity. Yeah. They didn't know, they didn't call it that, but they knew that like you could create sort of static electricity. And so all through like science, there have been ways to discover it, but Franklin really kicked up understanding that lightning was a version of electricity and ways to kind of harness it. And so the thing with the kite is he um, tied a kite to like a pole or something and put a key on it. And then he touched the key and saw that there was like electricity from the key that was coming from like the clouds, right? That was like his like famous fable that people know about him. But this is the one, the story that like really like every, there was a big audience and this is what like made him like, wow, this guy is doing crazy stuff. So these things called Leiden jars and Leiden jars, I don't totally know how they work, but it involves like a glass jar and some metal and there's a way to like harness static electricity and then release it. And I watched some YouTube videos and me explaining it wouldn't do. If you want to know, just Google L-E-Y-D-E-N jars. And there's like a bunch of science Bill Nye guys explaining how they mm -hmm. work. Anyway, he was of the belief that if you could kill a turkey through electrocution <laughs> rather than the normal way of cutting its throat, it would taste better. I don't know why he thought this, but he was like, it's going to taste so much better. I'm telling you. He even wanted to cook turkeys with electricity. That never worked. But he did um, shock a turkey. And um, this famous incident he did, he accidentally electrocuted himself during the turkey shock. He even, like, passed out. Oh, my God. In front of, like, 300 people. There was, like, this huge audience there. He, oh, was, he wow. was, like, a star at the time. And think about it, too. Like, it's, like, the 1700s. Like, what other entertainment do you have? Yeah, right? yeah, right. And you're, like, the most famous guy in town sure. is going to, like, show you how electricity works. It was pretty fucking cool. Yeah, you yeah, know? yeah. But it's just interesting. Like, this, uh, I don't know. It just, people's, people's ideas fascinate me where he's, like, I, I guarantee you the, the turkey will taste better if we shock it. So he did have a wife. Her name was Deborah Reed. Now, they were common law married. Now, what that means is they were never legally married. So to go back a little bit, 
Franklin met him, met her when he was a young man, but he was dirt poor. And Deborah's father didn't want Ben to marry her because mm, he's like, no, classic. you're just like some yeah. indentured servant, like printer. Like, and fast forward, he was like pretty wealthy. And, yeah. You know, dad kind of screwed up. Yeah. Um, so Deborah got married to this other guy who basically got into a ton of debt with some loan sharks and like just disappeared. He like ran away because he didn't want to pay his debt. So Deborah couldn't get divorced because, which this doesn't make, I, this is like so unfair to her. And I mean, Obviously, like something unfair to women, but like they were like, hey, yeah, sorry your husband left, but like until you can prove he either died or can come back, you can't get divorced. So she had to, so they were common law married. I mean, they lived together. Oh, yep, yep. But she was still like oh, married yes. to her old husband, even yeah. though homie just bounced. Right, yeah. They're like, they're like sorry. Yeah. Um, so when they were common law married, Ben Franklin had a son named William who nobody knows for sure who the mom is or was. It might have been his maid. There's some rumors to that. Either way, he had this kid named William. No one knows who mom was. There's some uh, evidence that Ben might have as many as 15 illegitimate children. Yeah. Either way, with his wife, Deborah, they were married for 44 years. But when I mentioned he was abroad in England for a while, well, 18 of those years... He was away from her mm, of the 44. Mm -hmm, You've been in relationships. Could you imagine? Think about that. 18 no, years. I mean, just like would not be in that. Like would not do that. <laughs> right? No, what? Just like not available. Like what? 18 days is like, dear Lord. Yeah. Yeah. No FaceTime. No, no. texting. No, like maybe don't. Like, maybe just don't. Yeah. Maybe don't have that relationship. He also didn't go to her funeral. So. Oh. Okay. Yeah. He was in England when she died and he was like, yeah, I'm, I'm not going to. So I don't think he really liked her that much. No. I think. It was so. Here's the thing. Maybe it, she thought they were in a relationship, and he was like, <laughs> "No." He's like, <laughs> "But like, I'm, I don't need to tell her because like, who cares? Like, we're billing miles apart." Yeah. Well, this is what I think. So at that time, it was like pretty frowned upon to not be a married man. Like, if you were mm. just like a playboy, they're like, "What are you doing, dude?" Which mm, even okay. today, there's some of that. But like colonial yeah. times, it's like, come on, but you're like this. Something's wrong with you. Yeah. Yeah, like, dude, get a wife, dude. Yeah, yeah. He's like, <laughs> fine, whatever. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It's like I already have this kid from some other lady. Will you just common law marry me? And she's like, okay, sure. Fine, yeah. Right. I'm yeah. pretty sure. Yeah. That's what it was. Okay. So Franklin talked very openly about how difficult it was to control his sexual urges. He also gave advice to young men. And this is, man, this is so funny to me. In his newspaper, the Philadelphia Gazette, he had an article called Advice on the Choice of a Mistress. Okay, so the scenario was that there was a young man who was asking like, hey, Ben, I'm, I'm paraphrasing, but it's like, I'm super horny all the time. What should I yeah. do? Yeah. And Ben's like, you need a mistress, dude. Like, you should try and suppress it, but if you cannot suppress it, you got to get a mistress. Yeah, you know, it's you the just, only way. Right? Work it out, yeah. <laughs> he did say, he suggested that young men should pursue older women, and he gave eight reasons why. Some of them were that they're more grateful for the attention. Oh, my God, LOL. <laughs> wow, there, okay. There's less risk of pregnancy. Wow. <laughs> this one I, I like, though. This one I like. Uh, they said they're more interesting and they have better conversation because they've lived a full life. That feels okay. fair. The other two kind of, I don't know. Awkward, yeah. I didn't write all of them out word for word, but the way some of them are written, because it was like the way they wrote yeah, articles no, then. No. Excuse me, no. but this one's so funny. So this is one of them. It goes, uh, quote, like number seven, because the sin is less, the debauching of a virgin may be her ruin and make her for life unhappy. 
because of the compunction is less, that having made a young girl miserable may give you frequent bitter reflections, none of which can attend the making of an old woman happy. To translate, it's it's um, way worse to just like have sex with a young lady and like damage her and not be there for her all in. Yeah. And an old woman's just happy to have the company. Right? Okay. Okay, so you're an actress. You read sides all the time, oh, right? Oh, yeah, sure. So I wrote down my favorite one. Oh, my God. Okay, Here. Fine. Okay, so this is also from advice to a friend on choosing a mistress. Uh, you can just read this here, Avra. Okay. So I'm, I'm the young man. Um, okay. Okay, Dr. Ben Franklin, can you tell me yes. another reason why I should – or what to look for when choosing a mistress? Sure. Because in every animal that walks upright, the deficiency of the fluids that fill the muscles appears first – in the highest part. The face first grows lank and wrinkled, then the neck, then the breast and arms. The lower parts continuing to the last as plump as ever. So that covering all above with a basket and regarding only what is below the girdle, it is impossible of two women to know an old from a young one. And as in the darkness, dark, all cats are gray. The pleasure of corporal enjoyment with an old woman is at least equal, frequently superior, every knack being by practice capable of improvement. <laughs> so to translate, well, what do you think he meant there, Avra? Wow. Um, wow. Because like everyone, okay, this everyone has be- a dick that gets hard. Yeah. And that makes us all the same. You know, some are old, some are young. We all got to like deal with our hardness. <laughs> And a basket is not enough. I guess sort of the basket was. He's saying like basically. Oh, if you cover everything. He's like yeah. saying if you just if she if you if you don't want to look at her from the waist up, throw a basket on yeah. her below the waist. It's still just as good as yes when she's younger. Which keep in mind, this is not like a private letter to this kid. This no, was this in the is newspaper. Public, yeah. Yeah. This is like let's talk about this it. This was you guys. like on the Instagram discovery page. It was like yeah. Oh and, my god, you know that's hilarious. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Advice for all. Yes. Okay. Uh. Anyway, so that gives you a little bit of insight into some of Frank, uh, Ben Franklin's sort of inklings. Um, when he was in England, he joined something. This is not 100%, but it's almost for sure. He was in something called the Hellfire Club. You're like, what's the Hellfire Club? Mm-hmm. It was basically an underground sex cult. Oh, okay. Have yeah. you seen Eyes Wide Shut? No. But are you familiar with like there, there's – if you don't know the movie, Tom Cruise, Nicole Kidman, yeah. there's like this secret like – Illuminati rich people thing where they all put on masks and fuck. It's like this weird billionaire orgy party like yeah. in the mountains. It's secret. Okay. Right. That's what was Ben Franklin was almost for sure a part of <clears throat> in England. Okay. So there was a guy named Sir Francis Dashwood. Now, Francis Dashwood was – he was like the epitome of like a rich kid of Instagram today. Mm-hmm. He, he didn't do anything impressive with his life, but his, he was the only heir to this like super, super wealthy merchant – in England, who died, and he had all this money. Like, fuck you, fuck you money. It was very common at that time for a young man who um, was of, you know, a certain elite class. He would go on a tour around Europe and down to, like, even Egypt sometimes, see the world, right? Learn the discoveries of Europe and and, uh, make them cultured was the idea that was, was supposed to happen. Sir Francis Dashwood basically was obsessed with the way that religion 
and the church basically molded Europe and was very like controlling and wasn't down with like freaky sex and promiscuity and things like that. So he's like, cool. So I'm going to make a secret club where we do satanic rituals as an FU to the church and just like fuck everybody. Mm-hmm. Okay. Mm-hmm. Sounds about right. Right. Sure. Okay. Yeah. All right. One um, author at the time or some someone who knew Dashwood described him as, quote, an enormously rich man with a genius for obscenity. Like his whole thing was like, how crazy can you know yeah, yeah. that guy Dan Blazarian? You know that is no. He's like a cartoon version of like a man. So he's okay. on Instagram and in every picture he's got like ten models on a yacht. He's like super buff mm-hmm. and he's like, this is turned out to be fake, but he's like, I just made my millions playing poker and now I just party with mm-hmm. models and okay, sure. He'll do like videos where he's like shooting machine guns in the desert and then he like takes like a hundred dollar bill and lights it on fire. It's like this nonsense, right? Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. So anyway, so Dashwood had some of that kind of energy. One of his tutors said, quote, Dashwood fornicated his way across Europe during his tour. So that was kind of what he was known for, right? Yeah. Okay. So when they would have these parties, the men were allowed to bring a date, but it was like to be understood that like she's got to be DTF. Like that was the whole. Mm, With like like anyone and everyone. Pretty much. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Like no wives. No. And like you shouldn't be like. You shouldn't be like your date. You know what I'm saying? Mm. To be like a woman that's like you are plus one, right? If you, yeah, but they all wore these like weird like monk robes and like masks. The women did too. They, so they would. He, the first place he did it was in this old building that was like abandoned from like the 1100s. It was like some old monastery or something. So he had stained glass put in with like pe- images of people doing it. So it was stained glass of like blowjobs and doggy style. No, yes. Um, there was also a full library of porn books. So what a porn book at the time was, was like a romance novel basically, but very graphic. Like there was one sentence I read that they described, uh, semen as the thick white liquor that exits from your members. Like they use like flowery language to describe very like Pornhub. It was, he had like all of Pornhub in his library. Oh my goodness. With like the stained glass sex images and Dashville was like, dude, I'm into it. You know, like he was a freak and he was like, I'm a rich kid. I don't give a shit. Yeah. Right. Outside of the building, he had a statue put in of Hippocrates, uh, Harpocrates. That was the Egyptian God of silence. So it was very like symbolic. Like you come here, it's quiet. You do the dirty things. It's very like secretive. And they didn't actually think they were like, talking to the devil yeah it was more of like he just thought it was fun and you know what it it reminds me of the way i read this like the history you ever been to like a murder mystery party yeah it was like that but for satan and orgies like yeah actual things right like they didn't really think they were summoning the devil they're just like the church is lame because we can't fuck everybody so it was his way of being like right right, which is like so of course like this rich kid who like thinks like all the rules are stupid, you know? Like yeah, it's just, yeah. Like, so fun. Like people yeah. don't change, dude. We haven't changed. Yeah, right. <laughs> like, oh my god, it's so nuts. You just think of like olden times. It's like we were in the olden times, and it's like no, we're just like this, but like in the olden times. Yeah, 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 With, yeah. Like I guess different language, but like meaning the same. It's time. all, dude. I remember I did an episode last season on um, ancient Egypt, and like Ramses had like over a hundred kids that he knew of, because he just had like so many concubines. He had like a thousand concubines. Oh my god. So it's like. I don't know. I mean, I really like being married. I'm happily monogamous. Good. I can imagine as a man why that would be awesome, but I don't know. I think that's, that's exa- got to I feel like you get exhausted. It would just well, it's not it's not that much of anything is not good. Yeah. 
So some of the things they would do during their ceremonies is um, like Dashwood. He was like the MC, of course. It was all about him, right? I mean, he let other people get laid too, but he was very into the theatrics of it. Yeah. And he would like raise a glass and summon the powers of darkness. And then there was a naked woman that would lie. This is so funny to me, this part. Because people still do stuff similarly at like frat parties. There was a woman who would lie naked on an altar and he would pour wine into her belly button and they would drink it one at a time out of her belly button. So they were doing belly button shots. Oh my God. Of wine, right? Wow, yeah. And uh, they also played pranks on each other. Somehow, I guess they had money and they could figure this out. He had someone put a baboon in a trunk and put a mask on it of like a demon and then he had like a, I know, right? Like, first, how do you get a baboon? No, now? no. Yeah, I'm, I was already like, there were baboons back then. And like, where In England. Bab- yeah. What? I, mean, I don't know how to get a baboon now. Like, think no, about. No, no. Like in colonial times. But 17- like Craigslist or something. And like, they did not have that. So what were they doing? But that just proves if you're rich enough, you just send you get somebody. anything. It's like, go find me a baboon. Or and you're then- fired and you can never eat again. Okay, fine. I guess. <laughs> yeah. Sure, no, yeah. they'd probably kill you. No, maybe they wouldn't kill I don't know. They'd throw you in jail for sure, though. Yeah. But I don't, I don't, honestly, admittedly, I, I think baboons are in Africa. I don't know 100%. Yeah, I think they're not in this country. They're not, they weren't, they weren't in Europe for sure. So someone had to get on a boat. And I mean, I guess maybe there was like, like a serious boat though. Yeah. Or maybe there probably was like at least, you know what, you know what, for sure, when there's rich people, there's like, um, economies around rich people. Like, there mm. for sure was, like, a guy, like, a tiger king of the day. Oh, wow. Who probably... Oh, had, there was one guy. Who had... Yeah. He's like, yo, you need a... Ba- what, do you want a tiger? you want a baboon? Yes. Oh, like, a tiger king. That's so funny. You know what I'm saying? Like, so somebody true. of colonial England yeah. who, would like, had exotic animals. Yeah, it's like, no, they didn't have them, but, like, I know a guy. I know one a guy. guy. One guy for all of the... Get you, ba- yeah. you want a baboon? And get you, ba- you want... Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, so the story goes that they were, like, doing the ceremony and then... Dashwood's like, summon the d- prince of darkness. And then the guy pulled a rope and it opened the trunk. And this monk, like this baboon oh with a demon has jumped out. And the people are like, holy fuck. Yeah. Also, just a fun fact about um, one of the members, a guy named John Montague, who was the fourth Earl of Sandwich. Now, Sandwich is an actual town, yeah. a parish in no, England. Heard of this. And there's an urban legend that he is the reason we have sandwiches. Now, People used to eat bread and meat together and stuff, but there's like this, and who knows if this is true or not, but the story goes that he was actually uh, gambling at a card game and he was really hungry and he didn't want to get up. He, I mean, he didn't want to like have to like use silverware because he was using his you know hands for the cards. So he told them, just put the meat and the bread together and I'll just eat it that way. And then everybody at the card table is like, oh, wow, sandwich has this great new thing. Oh, yeah. Okay. And which, I mean, it kind of adds up. I mean, he was from Sandwich. That was yeah, a, yeah. It was a town before it was a thing. Yeah, right, right. But, like, I mean, just ima- if that's your life. Like, imagine if there was a thing called, like, the Avra, and it was just, like, a staple of all. What would be the Avra? Wow, you- gosh. I just feel like they're already all taken. I'm so sad. <laughs> um, Like, like naps but like it's already <laughs> taken like a siesta um, like naps anywhere you want like naps like on like on this glass table like <laughs> naps it's called in narcolepsy because you need it okay maybe that's already taken it's called narcolepsy yeah. look it up um You're okay a big napper. my things are taken i just like i can't control myself occasionally so it's not like i don't want to be napping i'd rather like not sleep at all i wish we could just like not have to do that but sometimes i'm just like and bye like yeah i'm it's surprised just, i'm not right now like it's just so funny when I hear someone say, like, I can't, especially in Los Angeles, if someone says, I can't control myself, 
I th- oh, it, like drugs. It means they have a substance problem yeah. or they're a serial cheater. Yeah. You're like, no, I just really need to take a nap. It's like, yeah, no, my can't control <laughs> is and I'm out. Like, I think you're just busy. It's a really safe one. Yeah, I am. I think you're just working a lot. Yeah, right, right. I just don't sleep enough. Also, they would read out loud. So the ceremony would go, they did the satanic nonsense, they would do the belly shots, and they would take turns reading passages from their porn books, like out loud to each other. Then they would, you know, pair up. You know, like, hey, ladies, you know, and they yeah. would kind of go off into little coves and do their thing. College party again. Yeah. yeah. So there isn't 100% record that Franklin was there, but it's a it, it's a fact that he and Dashwood were friends mm-hmm. and they wrote to each other. And it's a fact that he visited Dashwood at his estate. So mm. it's like, come on, dude. Yeah. And it's a fact that Ben Franklin really was horny like all the time yeah so i'm yeah. pretty sure he was in this but like of course like historians aren't like hey talk about that right they're right, like right. no suppress that shit we yeah yeah especially up until very recently it was like super frowned upon i mean mm-hmm. i guess it's still not great but sure. it, we're not like a puritan society anymore yeah yeah i, th- yeah. I mean i guess not some, as much yeah some places maybe but another thing that is very sus about ben he might have been for some time a spy for the British during the Revolutionary War. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, this is very hotly debated, but here's the th- here are the things that are facts. Because remember, when the Revolutionary War happened, not everybody was on board. Mm-hmm. A lot of people were like, no, we're going to line up with the king. His son, William, was one of those people. And the like story was they never rekindled, quote-unquote, but like they wrote letters to each other. So. Yeah. Ben was one of the last people to sign the Declaration of Independence, and basically, it turned out after the fact that all of the correspondence he was doing with, like, the colonies, somehow the British had, like, copies of what he was, like, sharing. And what they think was there's a lot of evidence that basically he was being a double agent, where the British knew that he was working with the colonists. And he was like, hey, to feed them this information to, like, send them in this direction or that direction to try and throw them off. It's hard to know for sure, but there's a lot of compelling evidence that at least for a time, he was working with the British. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Um, there wasn't a really elaborate spy network that Washington had set up, actually. Like, oh. really, really complicated stuff where he had, like, informants that were deep in bed with the British in the United States. And he even, like, had, like, slaves who would smuggle messages back and forth and stuff. I don't – It's it's hard to know for sure – Franklin might have been a spy at some point, but he also was the reason that France came on board and helped the colonies. Mm, so mm-hmm. even if at some point he was secretly helping the British, he definitely fully switched later. Because, yeah. like, Franklin, again, he was a big superstar in France because of his electricity and everything else. Yeah. So he was really – and France hated the British, obviously. The French the British did not get along. Yeah. So the French – lent a ton of support. I don't know if you know all this, Mm-mm. but they, yeah, they sent troops. They sent some of their top commanders. Cause the thing is the British army was like the, it was like the way people think of, I don't know, the American military until like very recently. Um, they were like the best military in the world. Like no one could beat them. Yeah. The colonists were just like this ragtag bunch of like farmers and merchants and stuff. So Franklin helped get some, um, I forget his name, but there's like a, if you've seen that movie, The Patriot, remember that movie? Oh, yeah. There was a famous uh, French commander who came over and really helped make the American colonies like, hey, if you guys are going to be soldiers, this is how you're going to do it. Yeah. Um, So Ben Franklin was um, 
essential in helping forge that relationship. Cool, yeah. To really solidify how big of a star he was, so um, so something that was common uh, was called a snuff box, and you would have like tobacco and accoutrement for smoking in there, and people would have snuff boxes with his face painted on it. And they had like art, like engravings with Franklin's face on it. I mean, you know, celebrity then is not like today. It's hard to imagine, but he was clearly like no, a but super. That's, yeah, huge. Yeah. yeah, there was also a famous painting of him with a fur hat. Beavers were really popular in the colonies because mm, okay. beaver pelt or like the skins are good at like being water uh, repellent and stuff. And so um, he brought this fur hat when he was he wore this fur hat to France, and people went nuts. And even women started calling. Um, their hairstyle, Cofon à la Franklin, which just literally means the Franklin hairstyle. Wow. Women. Yeah. Women. Dude, yeah. Women liked Ben Franklin. Yeah. Now, no, I, you look seems. at him and you're not like, yeah, but keep in mind a couple things again. Well, yeah. I mean, that was a different look. Different then. time. Yeah. Superstar. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Charming. Accomplished AF. Yeah. yeah. He had like, oh, rugged, even though he never fought in the war, he still had that like, you know, aura about him yeah. right like they thought of americans like these like front frontiersmen and, and keep in mind france was like very metropolitan mm-hmm. so coming from the colonies of america like wow he's like roughing it in the new world and he's like doing it they beat the british and he discovered lightning and he's a intellectual and apparently there was a I, this seems unbelievable but it's there's a lot of fact to back it up All right, guys, before we wrap up this episode, I want to take a second and thank our friends over at Stash Monkey. If you've got a stash you're looking to store safely and responsibly, Stash Monkey's got you covered. Stash Monkey is a combination locking, smell-proof stash box that you can use to store cannabis, prescriptions, or really just about anything you want to store safely. The owner's a friend of mine, and he invented Stash Monkey because, just like me, he's a dad who enjoys cannabis and wants to store his stash safely and responsibly. I own one myself, and it's a great product. It comes with a built-in rolling tray and a removable silicone organizer you can use for things like vape pens and cartridges. Stash Monkey's a big supporter of all of our podcasts on the Skewed Orbit Network, and if you want to order one, head over to stashmonkeystore.com slash skewed. Again, that's stashmonkeystore.com slash skewed, spelled S-K-E-W-E-D. You'll save 5% on your order, and it really helps out the show. So there was one time when he went to England, and there was 300 women lined up to meet him. It was like a formal greeting party, and they all one by one kissed him on the mouth to welcome him to France. Yeah. Oh, my gosh. Right. But, you know, I mean. Oh, wow. Oh, my gosh. Again, I mean, think about think about what people do now for like I don't know Chris Brown or something. Who's I don't even know who's like cool. Harry Styles. Well, I don't sure, even know who's yeah. hot. Yeah, you yeah, get but they it, don't, right? you can't kiss him. Well, but you get what I'm saying. Though. Oh yeah, like, no, yeah. no, obsessed. Oh no, people. Everyone would love to line up and kiss him. That's just not an option. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but what's interesting is that earlier in his life, Franklin was a very big advocate for a um, young man with urges to find an older woman. But by the time he hit 70, he was like, I, I want the younger ladies now. Mm. So when he was an old man, he wasn't down with the older ladies. He was going for the young gals. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> apparently he would have this, this uh, again, it's just kind of like, man, dude, this feels like you're, all, you're doing something a little sus. Yeah. So he was running electricity, obviously. And you know how static electricity works. So he would do these kissing parties where he would, like, get someone to, like, build up static electricity. 
and then they would like kiss to like shock each other and it was like ooh cute you know oh but my gosh it was like, just like found a way to like right yeah mm-hmm. it was like here let me show you casual we're just gonna kiss for electricity's sake of course yeah for, for science uh, uh, <laughs> yeah so yeah did you feel that spark uh, yeah you know right. oh that's really good he probably didn't, wasn't that good that was a good line yeah. <laughs> that was terrible but thank you <laughs> yeah yeah i appreciate it even um when he was in france he was having an affair with – he was in his 70s. This woman was in her 30s of the wife of his next-door neighbor. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, this was very common, by the way, for the founding fathers. They were all cheating and affairs. Yeah. And there was one guy who was like kind of an exhibitionist. His name was Governor Morris. We'll talk about him in a second. Um, the only one – the only one who didn't do that was John Adams. I think we talked about him earlier. Yeah. He didn't have any slaves. He was yeah. – he was a Puritan. He was very, like, no, monogamous. Yeah. And, but Jefferson, Washington, Alexander Hamilton, they all – I mean, but of course, it's just so funny the way we, like – because you think about, like, the images of the founding fathers, right? These proper men, and they were, like, on Mount Rushmore. And it's like, dude, yeah. these guys loved to fuck. Yeah, you know? so much. Oh, my God. They were and super – And they were telling you how, make it happen to herself. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, dude. Mm-hmm. They were super rich. They were super famous. They were super powerful. yeah. Not surprising. Yeah, no, set, they're set up for that, yeah. But it's like, of course you're not going to learn that in school. Oh, like, well, you didn't, like, when I learned about him, I didn't even probably know what sex was, dear Lord, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Sure. Uh, but even Jefferson and Adams wrote about Franklin's uh, addiction to women. It was like a problem. They were, like, really concerned. Like sex addict. Yes. Yeah, okay. Because Because he was a... Uh, oh, there was that word. He was okay. the ambassador to France, like, from America. He was the first ambassador to France and they were just like dude what is he doing over there yeah because he was representing the colonies and they're like this guy's a fucking horn dog and they're like yeah he's a good talker but like I mean it makes sense dude he's like a liability oh yeah yeah totally um there's even a poem this is so funny to me um talking about how Franklin um was going after young ladies Franklin though plagued with fumbling age needs nothing to excite him but is too ready to engage when younger arms invite him that guy, Governor Morris, by the way, he was a founding father. His name was Governor. That was his first full name. Like his, oh. his legal name was Governor. Yeah. He was an exhibitionist. There was like stories of him like having sex in like public rooms. Like not like in the street, but like in a house in like the piano room. People would walk in. He's like, oops. You know, like. Yeah. Um, apparently one time he lost his leg because he was he was sleeping with somebody's wife. And the husband came in and he was running. um Away from that husband chasing him, he got hit by a carriage and lost his leg. Didn't stop him, though, because he, at 57, decided to marry his 34-year-old housekeeper. Oh, sure, yeah. After he lost, like, Alexander Hamilton, he got blackmailed to try and keep an affair secret. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. From, and, like, the musical Hamilton. Uh, you, you know this? Yeah. I never saw Hamilton. Is that oh, part, yeah. Is that I part of the story? Yeah. So what, I never saw, tell me what happens in Hamilton with that. Oh, um. If you remember. Well, like in this exact moment, um, <laughs> you're on the there spot. There are songs Aubrey. about it. They, um, it was, it's his sister, it's his wife's sister who, like, he wanted to be. Oh my God, no, this is not the time. It's okay. Yeah. But either but, way. Yeah, but it's addressed. It's addressed. It's yeah, a thing. Someone yeah. tried to blackmail him. And yeah. Yeah. So, so listen, I just think it's very important. These guys did a lot of great things to help create America. Yeah. They had a lot of flaws. You know, there's no reason to, like, hide that. Yeah. Just be honest with history. Anyway, okay. So um, at the age of 84 in 1790, Ben Franklin died at home. 84 is pretty good. Yeah, really good. Especially for that. No, for that, yeah. Even for now. For now, it's fine, yeah. Yeah. Um, He had lung disease of some kind, passed away. 
But here's what's really crazy. So to top all of that off, right, we got the maybe stole the inventions, ruined that almanac family name, the um, how to find a mistress article, the sex club, the, you know, all that, okay? His last thing that's like, oh, my God, Ben, what were you? Oh, God, yeah. So in 1998, they were doing renovations of his house in England. It's Mm -hmm. a museum now. And a construction worker found a piece of bone in the dirt in the basement. So they excavated it, and they found the bodies of 10 people buried. Yes. This is 100% real. 10 bodies. um, Seriously. Four kids. Excuse me. Six kids and four adults. And the bones were drilled through and sawed apart. So, there's a couple of things that this could be. Now, the first one is like, was he a serial killer? Maybe. Maybe. Okay. Okay. But what's more likely, still a little weird, but more likely is he was doing like um, allowing experiments on cadavers, on dead bodies in his basement. Now, there was a friend of his named William um, Hewson, I believe was the name, and he was an anatomist. And at that time, they you very you you couldn't get a like now it's like normal to like doctors like work on bodies. Yeah. Um, it was it didn't happen very much back then, mostly because like of the church and they thought it was like defiling bodies and it wasn't you know it was it was illegal because what would happen is grave robbing started to become a big thing. Mm. So Franklin probably was secretly allowing this guy to experiment on dead bodies, and then because he was breaking the law, hit him in the dirt. And he may or may not have, like, helped buy dead bodies from, like, grave robbers. Wow. Almost for sure did. But, like, was it worth, like, didn't he do great things with Sure. I mean, and now it's like. Although, like, thinking about, like, the things you said earlier about his inventions and stuff, it doesn't really feel like it relates. Like, it's not like he, like, cured, I don't know, whatever doctor. Well, I mean, he he left a lot of money um, in his will for, like, good deeds. Mm -hmm. Um, I'm not saying this properly, but, like. He left like a certain amount of like silver coins to be put into trust and uh, it couldn't be touched for a hundred years and it gained a bunch of interest. I'm paraphrasing. There's like some of this is not hundred percent real, but that created the Franklin Institute, which is like a, uh, some kind of philanthropic educational Institute. And he did good, but I think, listen, you got to keep, I did this episode last season on uh, Nikola Tesla Mm. and him versus Edison and Edison, same thing. He wasn't the best inventor. He was phenomenal at marketing, which that's all it always is. Yeah. Whoever's best at the thing is not who wins. It's who's best at promoting. It's always yeah. been that way. Yeah, It's sure. I did an episode a few – I'm just plugging the other episodes of this show on Great. here. Great. Do it. Listen. Um, about the witch trials, the Salem mm-hmm. witch trials. Mm-hmm. And that came about from the witch trials in Europe – and that really kicked off because it was the Protestant movement and the Catholic Church competing of who was going to, like, dominate Europe. So they were, like, trying to out-witch hunt each other. Mm-hmm. And they were just promoting, like, we're the best at catching witches. No, we're the best. And they were yeah. just, like, rounding up people and killing them yeah. to be like, we're the best. Yeah, right, right, right. Which okay. is not the same as our current political structure, but, like, it's not wildly different. Totally. That, totally. Like, we're best at stopping the bad guys. It's like, w- w- aren't you? Anyway. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. Yeah. Anyway, no, I know what you mean. Yeah. Avra, what are your thoughts on Benjamin Franklin? Oh my gosh! Um, wow, no, I think I love what we talked about in terms of um, like, oh, you think like these people of the olden times only like are just like so so different than us, like reel it all back in. It's just like a man and a wife and a child, and like no one's unique or weird, and no one does yeah. weird shit, and everyone's just like the most like 
from a book, like for kids. You know that painting, American Gothic. Oh yes. That, I feel like that's what we think of. Like everyone's yes. like proper and yes, this is no, dude. No, no, it's like just the difference is like they had a weird language too. It just wasn't like what ours it like we couldn't yeah. really understand. They'd be like the they, fuck, especially I abbreviate like everything, and it's like they no. they just didn't have the internet. Yeah. But it was all that, you know what I mean? It was yeah. all there in just like smaller ways. Just like when I was a kid, I like had like, I, I got like a mailbox toy and then I like put it outside my door and I was like, mom, like send me mail. And it was just like a very basic version of like the mail system. It was like <laughs> that. Wait, what? I want to hear. Okay. Like I got like a little toy mailbox. Yeah. And then How I was like, I want. Let's it was like last seven. year. No, I'm kidding. I mean, I still want mail from my mom. Yeah. Um, and like, I was like, I just like want mail. Yeah. Like send me shit. Like, you know, like it didn't come I get in it. the actual of course. mail. I was like, write me a letter. So like it, just the most basic version of the mail system is you have a little box outside your bedroom. Yeah. And then someone delivers no, that's letters. That's really cute. It's like, yeah. It's like what you're saying with, I mean, sort of ish, but like what you're saying of like, yeah, it's just like dumbed down shit. Like the patent was probably like, we have one piece of paper that took like 50 years to make and like sign one thing. Now it's like DocuSign and this shit and like lawyer and blah. Like, DocuSign, man, you know. what a plug. Yeah. DocuSign, whatever. You got, if you've, most people I think have, have used, or maybe, I don't know, but you're right. No, I mean, I remember um, there's a really great, this, there's actually a good representation of Franklin in uh, the HBO series John Adams. Oh, have you seen that? No. Dude, Paul Giamatti. Oh, crush oh, as John Adams. Yeah. So good. And Laura Linney yeah. as Abigail Adams. Phenom- I mean, you think she's good on Ozark, mm. dude. She's really good, yeah. Watch her as Abigail Adams. Anyway, so. Oh, yeah. So, I mean, yeah. Okay. The mail thing was just like a side <laughs> tangent and like yeah. write your kid's mail or something. I don't know what we're talking about there. But, um, well, but oh, yeah. No, just the fact that like people are like quackadoodle and not following the rules and not abiding by this. Like we're all about like society, American society, how it's changed, how it's this, what is society and like. What the fuck was society that? It was like rules were made to be broken just yeah. like they are now. Kind well, of. and I love how like, you know, the, like the go-to was like, who were the sex freaks? Like this is the Romans, right? It's oh, like, yeah. Well, yeah, but like it, it was everybody, dude. Like everyone's, every every somebody of some culture and group are sex freaks. I mean, like a lot of people. Also, what the fuck's a freak? We did that to ourselves by calling it yeah, that. Yeah, we know. shouldn't judge. We'd I, be nice. I am judging that Dashwood guy. He... He sounds like kind of a dick. Well, the sexism stuff. Like, I wish that had never happened to our entire world and universe. But, like, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's better now yeah. than it used it's, to be. It's working on itself. But you're right. We're it wasn't great. I mean, the, the most, like, the, the part that's just the most, like, wow, dude, is in, in the newspaper. It's like, listen, man, just get an older gal. If you can't look at her, cover her from the waist up. You'll be fine. <laughs> yeah. And let's put that in the newspaper, not just, like, on my Tinder Profile, you know, like newspaper shit. Man, like, could you is, imagine how inefficient Tinder would have been back then? Oh my god! Like somebody rides a horse to your house with like a drawing, and there's and like, like three like, options of people. Like, like, do like, you want this? Yes or no? No, send it back. Yeah, I'll see you in a week. Yeah, <laughs> a portrait of. Oh, fancy. it's so funny. I'm sure someone's like done that sketch, but. Yeah, yeah, that's funny. Yeah, that's I could funny. see you playing a colonial woman. Oh my god! Yeah. I wow, see that. I never do like period stuff. I yeah. do, I've done like one or two eighties things, but like I mean, nineteen eighties. <laughs> that's a period now. Yeah, because we're like in the. Wow. Were you born in the eighties? I was born in eighty eight. You don't have to say. Nineties. Yeah. yeah. I won't ask. Oh yeah, I should have said two thousand. Yeah. <laughs> you can still play high school. A few right? years ago, I do. Yeah. So, yeah. Um. Well, Avra, it's been such a treat so having fun. you here. Yeah, I uh, learned literally the most ever in my life. 
That's great. This was like six years of school, yeah. Remi- yeah, better than school. See, but Same. much better and weird and kinky. Yeah, <laughs> kinky school. Uh, remind everybody how they can see you, support you, yes. all that good stuff. Um, I'm on everything with the same uh, hash at sign at sign handle. Thank you. Um, Shout I'm out on, to our engineer for remembering that. Amazing. Um, I'm on everything using the same handle. It's at Avra Friedman. It's A, V is in Virginia, R-A. Um, Friedman spelled like Friedman. Um, and it's Avra like avocado because people say Avra and I respond anyways, but like would rather not. Um, <laughs> and I'm on all the things all I the love time. It. Love me there. Any of there. Any, anywhere. Any of those places. It's Don't judge her. She's high. Okay, guys. Uh, I've been your host, Alex Gatlin. Thank you so much for listening and watching. We will see you next time.